This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast midweek already on a Wednesday? Week goes fast when you're off on Monday, but we don't get off on Monday every week. But this week we are, and here we are today, Wednesday. Al, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. I thought every summer was three-day weekend, huh? No, you can keep your holla up your ass because it's not oh. a three-day weekend every weekend. Every weekend, that's but what I heard. But that would be cool, wouldn't it be? I thought due to coronavirus every weekend from here on out until there is a cure, three-day weekend. I got to be honest. The more we're home, the more I feel like I don't work. Yeah, it's very strange. Well, because when you take the commute out, it's nothing. And we work the super early hour, uh, early morning hours, and you take the commute out. Your day is over at, well, like you have till noon where you do your updates, right? Right. But I feel like when we're done with the podcast, I do feel like I'm finished. Right. Because you're just doing the things at the top there, and you could do stuff in between. Right. Because you're at home and not in the office. Correct. Like, I even contemplated I have uh, to change the locks on my front doors just because I just moved in. You can do them during and my segment? Like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But I thought, like... If I do a little during each break, I could probably get this done. Probably. Yeah, I would say that's true. I actually disappeared for 20 minutes, took a shower this morning during the show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the way I looked at 6.30, unshaven. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to shave. No Wait a minute. So, so in one of your first updates, you had facial hair? Correct. Now, didn't, didn't football players do this during the – didn't like um, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the quarterback for the Browns? He might have. Baker right. Mayfield. I think he shaved – Halfway through a game. Yeah. yeah, he might have. It's possible. Needed like a, a new vibe. It does give yeah. you a new vibe. It does. I felt much better because usually I usually shower first thing in the morning, but I showered before bed last night because I was yeah. outside doing um, uh, gardening, you know, stuff, uh, ripping trees out of out of the ground. So I yeah. showered right before bed last night. I'm like, I just showered eight hours ago. Right. I'm like, I'll do it later. But I didn't feel great, and I looked messy. I'm like, I'll take a shower. So it's 6.45. I jumped in the shower. No one noticed. You're a big shower guy. Like, you shower multiple times a day. Yeah, usually. Well, it's really just once now being home. Uh, well, it's twice. Some days So you are twice. showering less than you were pre-pandemic. It is because pre-pandemic, every morning before work, I would 100% jump in the shower. Now there are times I'm showering right before bed, and I don't take a shower in the morning because I'm going to go in the air. I'm going to do it in the afternoon. Yeah. So, yeah, a little. It is a less. It's not a lot less, but it is less. One of the things we uh, came up during the program was about the drive-in movie theaters because I guess, you know, they talked about the Dolphins are going to open up their stadium and do a drive-in movie theater there. You take your car on the field, yep. all this fun stuff. Talking about doing it in the parking lot of Yankee Stadium. And Bobby Dwyer, who uh, works on the show, he was telling me that up by where he lives there, there's a drive-in theater now and that they love it with the family. But... I couldn't imagine now, and I know I did go to drive-ins when I was a kid, sitting in my car for two hours to watch a movie. Yeah, I know. I know right? what you're saying. That just yeah. sounds not comfortable at all. It's different. I mean, you know, the idea of the drive-in theater was the convertible, and you sit up on your chair, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't know. Maybe once I would do it. I don't know that I would do it multiple times. I don't do know you recall going Saturday as a kid? Thing. No, I told you I never went. I don't believe you never I ever went. went. No, and if I did, I was really young, and I don't remember. I do not remember ever going, and we had one by us. Yeah, but I do not remember that at all. 
I remember going for uh, twice. I remember going when we went to see Grease in the movie theater. But okay. John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John sing-along musical. That was terrific. Yeah. But I also remember we went. My mother had just gotten a brand new Thunderbird, a 1978 Thunderbird. And when you would go to the movie, the drive-in movies, you would bring your own snacks and your own drinks and all that stuff. Sure. And we were using in the back seats where the, us kids were sitting, me and my two sisters, and we used the back behind the seat where we would put our drinks. Okay. And uh, one of us spilled Coca-Cola. That was also where the speakers for the stereo oh was on a brand new... Uh, How'd that go? Not well. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall that going well. But also in my head, I was like, why did you let us put soda on the back of a brand new car speaker system? Well, it's a bad choice. they were being them. cool parents. Cool they parents? They trusted the fact that you weren't going to spill the soda all over the place. I think I was nine tops. All right, nine's big enough to not to spill a can of soda. <laughs> I have a probably wasn't like, even I cans. Trust them. They probably gave us like a big three liter three liter bottle of C and C cola to try that to. That could be or RC or C. We were a big C and C cola family growing up. What the hell is C and C cola? I don't know. That was that a one. brand. That was a brand. C and C cola. It I was, remember it was, RC cola. Yeah, this was lower than RC because RC <laughs> cola <lower>. had commercials. <laughs> this was lower. This was like I think the Shoprite brand. Oh, I see. Okay. Of cola. Boy, it C doesn't come C up anywhere. There it is. C&C oh, cola. Oh, God. This is what you drank? We were big into C&C. I, I was not a big soda drinker. My sisters, like, dominated soda when they were kids, and so did really? my father. Oh, they used to love soda. I do not remember this brand at all. C&C cola. Oh, and uh, with the time. one bottle, they're trying to rip off Coke with the font. Oh, really? Yeah, Good absolutely. for C&C. Well, good for them. How'd it work? Pe- people are probably, so well. people are probably like, this C kind of looks like Coca, C and C, right, C and C standing for Coca-Cola. Yeah. They literally tried to rip off Coke. It didn't They're work. ripping me off. Yeah. Bobby Dwyer also says that the sound now, it used to come from an old, you'd have to put an old speaker that was just in the parking lot on your car window. It'd be like, yeah. crackly. He says now it comes in on a local FM station. By the way. CNC Cola Company is mm-hmm. still around. Is that right, Jay? And they operate out of Linden, New Jersey. This is what I'm saying. This was that we drank a local soda. Me and my family were all about local people, Jerry. But can you buy it still? I have not seen it. I'd have to go to Shoprite and see if they still have it. Very interesting. I might huh. do a, a deep deep dive Wikipedia search of CNC Cola. Where is like, it? Can today? I get that on Amazon? CNC. I'm trying to shop I have not on seen Google it. here. So, oh, yeah, you can buy it. You get it to Instacart. There you go. Oh, see, I would have done that for my 50th birthday for old time's sake. Just had C&C Cola for everybody. Well, only if you would get me Delicious. the C&C pineapple soda. Yeah, I was never a what gimmicky soda soda type. I like Champagne the, soda? No. Root beer, cream blue soda. raspberry soda? Orange. Dude, they got cotton candy cherry. soda. Yeah, that I'm not drinking. Uh, how much do you think a 12-pack is? Well, I remember we used to get a three liter C and C. It was sixty nine cents. <laughs> it ain't 69. that. A twelve pack, what do you think? A twelve pack, three ninety nine. Five sixty four. That's you can get Coke for that. I cheaper actually. Right, you get Coke's like three for ten dollars or something. <laughs> it is amazing when you think about like if you spend most of your uh, soda purchases in a vending machine, whether it's at your work or wherever it is. Right. And you go as a can of soda for a dollar. All right. Then you go to the store. It's like three 12 packs for five ninety nine. Like, Here, I have boy, a twenty four pack at Target of Coke for nine bucks. They are ripping me off. Yes, they are. That's why vending machine owners actually make a lot of money. You get a twelve pack of Coke at Target for four ninety nine, so sixty five cents cheaper than your C and C crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vending machines and they say also um and any of those those uh soda machines where it's the fountain sodas oh god those cost literally oh. pennies that think about awesome. that because it's just the syrup with the carbonated water making it and i was reading that's how like uh, the fast food places like mcdonald's they're able to sell you like nuggets a hamburger and something for like 2.99 yeah because the, so- the soda's free basically yeah and you're paying for the soda to like two or two ninety nine or something, that, and that's you all really profit. feel like you're getting this big deal because they give you this monster cup and say, "Have as much as you want." Right? They're ripping us off, Jerry. 
Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of being ripped off, uh, I feel like like I've deep dived into being a dog owner. Like I've like buying everything dog owner related. Right. And because Amazon is a little behind, I'm getting things in the mail that I forgot that I had right. ordered. I figure like if you throw money at things, it'll solve problems. Okay. So I'll tell you what arrived in the mail late last night. Something called pooch poochy bells. These are bells to put on that you hang from your door handle uh, so that you teach the dog to hit it when it wants to go outside. Very interesting. I never heard of that. So a listener sent it to me. I don't know. Um, well, the, the the listener said the and the and the instructions that came with it. You hang these bells. They look like a sleigh sleigh deer uh, reindeer bells. Okay. You hang them from the door handle, and every time you take the dog out, you jingle the bells. Very interesting. And then the dog's supposed to figure out at some point, every time right before we walk out the door, these bells jingle. Right. So I want to go out now. This guy's not paying attention to me. Let me jingle these bells, and then we'll go out. So you're going to jingle your bells. I'll be shocked if this works. I wouldn't because these animals are very impressionable and that's yeah. how you train them. I, I really wouldn't be surprised to be quite honest. But I can't keep it hanging on my door because every like when I want to go throw the garbage out, I don't want the dog to think. That's a very good point. That I'd have to problem. like, here's what you have to do. You have to sh- shake it when you're bringing the dog out. And then if you're going to be in the house for a while and you, and you want the dog to f- tell you when this has to go to the bathroom, then you hang it on your door. Makes sense. Poochie so it's really bells, not going to hang on the door like it's meant to. Right, because that's my only door. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got gotcha. you. Poochie Bells. Well, good luck with that one if that was on Shark Tank. It, it, it That felt Shark Tank as soon as I saw it, the packaging that I got it. Sharks, how do you know when your dog needs to go take a leak? Poochie what's, Bells. What's really funny about that show now is my wife used to work at Bed Bath & Beyond, and she does not anymore. But yeah. For the last six, seven years, she did. Maybe even eight years. I'm not even sure. And now we watch these episodes from year, you know, season five, season six. And as soon as someone comes up with a product that they sell at Bed Bath & Bed Bath Beyond, immediately she's like, Lori's got this. She's going to win. She's putting it in. <laughs> yep. And then you don't even have to watch the rest of the show because she's got it every time. Lori's got a whole section in Bed Bath & Beyond of Shark Tank products. Yeah, she's really something, isn't she? She's become yeah. my – her and Mark Cuban, man. I love those two. I like uh, Robert on the end. Oh, so do I. But he doesn't buy. He doesn't really buy into anything. He seems genuine. He, I agree. But like, he, doesn't he doesn't buy into like a, anything. He doesn't seem like a snake. No, not at all. He seems too nice, actually. Like Cuban and um, Damon John. Sometimes when they team up against somebody, I feel like they're they're getting one over. I agree, but I see. Here's uh, we've talked about this before, but there was one last night that I, I really didn't understand for the life of me. Guys got this Christmas light business, which seemed like a decent enough idea. Where he and goes around like, and sets up lights. Um, I believe so. Like he I, didn't I, have I, a product that was lights. No, he, it was he, he it was bo- it was actually both. It was the product and the setup, and then you keep the product. Okay. If I remember correctly. But this is what I didn't understand. Number one, I didn't think it was a great business model anyway for someone to be asking for $150,000 of 15 or 20% of something. And yet they're entertaining him. And then you got Cuban says, I would do it with Damon. It's funny you mentioned that. He's like, but listen, this is going to be a lot of work. And we're good, but we want 40%. We'll go 75000 each. We'll each take 20%. You keep 60 The guy's like, would you do it for 33 and a third? And they're like, no, no, I think we're going to stick with 40 He goes, yeah, it's too much. And he left. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, they always make that. I hate when people make that mistake for like a, a percentage point or two off. Like, it's the same old thing. Do you want 100% of not much or do you want 60% of what might be a fortune? Yes. Like, God almighty. And as long as you got 51%, no one's ever buying you out. Right. You still own it. Yeah, I feel like once the Sharks got involved, I, f- I feel like I would like be hands-off with my business. I'm like, oh, these guys take care of it. I'll just sit here and ride my 50% or 33 on the third. works. <laughs> I don't think you can just I'd love to like... know all the ones that failed. Well, there, it's funny because now I search for a lot of them. As I'm watching the show. Yes, when it, the old shows, when one comes up, he goes, is this still in business? Yeah, and it's funny how many of them hit it monstrously big. Some do not, though. Like, there was one 
that I think Lori got involved with that was the the deal fell through three months after the show because the person didn't provide the proper financials and there was another one it was like um uh it was some sort of a health food snack bar and that just died and they just lost all their money. Yeah. So it does happen for sure, but it seems like they do hit on more than they lose. Well, the ones that really hit, they make millions and millions on, like right, the right. Scrub Daddy sponge. That's like Scrub the one Daddy. of the biggest ones ever. Good Scrub Lord. Scrub Daddy sponge. I saw that they did Rugged Maniac, that the, someone, Mark Cuban, bought into that. I want to start the cornhole circuit. <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> cornhole. <laughs> Is the Let's future go. of sports. Well, what I, it's funny because what we were talking about right before this nonsense happened was along with our leagues, we were going to run a monthly tournament where 50% of all the profits were going to go to a charity we were going to pick. Right. And we thought it was a really good idea because we thought that they could make significant money. And we thought, why not do something good with it? And then this happened. And then I read about the Rugged Maniac. I'm like, oh, this is like a social cause. They can help us out with tournaments. We can go all over the country. This would be awesome. And then the the world died. Then the pandemic, Jerry. Yeah. So now we're, they're taking pitches now for season 12. I'm wondering if I go in. Yeah, get in there. Let me be your, uh, if you need to demonstrate something, let me be that guy. You want to be the audience? No, I want to be like the guy who, like if you're going into pitch, like let's say, uh, uh, cornhole league i'd be the guy throwing the bags like your prop oh i see you don't want to be the investor i see you want to be part of the show yeah i want to be part of the show i like that idea that's pretty good so you never yeah. know maybe i'll be on shark Tank. i wish it was on cbs though it'd be much easier right get if it right was on cbs there. sports network it'd really be easy that very you know what you're right about that mm-hmm. but right, are they Jerry. picking up are they picking up our five to six hour i don't think so i have not heard yet i'm, I'm waiting for the call that'd be awesome by the way, what else are they airing? Yeah, why not? Strongman competitions. Like why? And I notice you don't put the Zoom thing on between five and six. Is that your way of playing hardball with them? Uh, no, I just I <laughs> use the the I use my same iPad with all my show notes on it. Oh, I see. Because I put the so here's my deal now. I have to do the show five to six. It's I can't do it twenty feet from you know my wife's bed where my wife and the kids are sleeping. So I yeah. go downstairs for that now. And so since they did not like the look yesterday for me doing the entire show from down there, I bring the radio box downstairs. I sit in a little recliner and I do the show with you, but I keep everything else up here. So. Oh, that's why you sign off and come back on. I have to, yeah. But once they pick us up and they give us a big contract, I'm in. That would be awesome. Let's get a big contract. Let's do a five-year <laughs> deal. Oh, I would jump on that so fast. <laughs> five-year deal would be awesome. Oh, man. All we'll right. Take well, have it. a great Whatever day. Whatever you're offering. <laughs> no, no. If CBS no, no, is listening, we'll take that, it. That already happened once, and we got ungats. So ungats. (laughs) All right, right, Jerry. Warm up next to you. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, right you are. Wednesday morning, the warm-up show. Al Dukes, how have you been, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. In fairness, we're tied for the shortest show on WFAN. There is a yeah. there are a number of hour long programs now on the on the channel. You got Mike. You got, you got the Mike, Sports Edge. You got Sports Edge. You got a whole bunch of things. A whole bunch of things. So we've got to I've got to uh, I got to talk to the production guy and have him redo. Tied for the shortest show on WFAN. That's uh, Zach Martin. Zach Martin. I'm going to have right. to get to him. I don't know if he's working from home, what this all means in coronavirus. Super Z. Well, Super Z. You just refer to him as the production guy. The production guy. Because he's the not going to be happy about that. The audience has no idea who Zach Martin is. The audience barely knows who you and I are, and we've been doing this morning <laughs> thing for 13 years. <laughs> don't tell him that. That is one thing I did learn early on from Ron and Fez when they were like, they would say, listen. This is like a year into it. They go, the audience doesn't even know who you are yet. <laughs> and they're right. Like, we assume so many things. Like, so, how many times, like, Eddie and I will be in that studio and they'll have, like, charity winners will come in to visit the show. And they'll be like, oh, I've been listening since the Boomer and Carton days. And, uh, and who are you, uh, Eddie Scazzeri? <laughs> what do you do here? Like, no, like what? it takes people forever. To, you are not listening every day, then, sir. <laughs> to learn who's who on these shows. I suppose. Now, one of the problems with coronavirus, Jerry, in my world is that my Amazon deliveries are now 
now not you know you would sometimes order from amazon like you don't even know how it showed up on your porch the next day but you ain't getting them next day anymore no it's like a week two weeks and what's terrible is that we actually complain about that yes because i've gotten so used to like even if something's just at the corner store i'd be like i could just go down to the corner store i'm like you know i'll just put i'll just amazon it'll be here in the morning Somehow, I don't know how it's getting from wherever it has to go to my house in a like a day. Right. But now it's like you order something; it's like two weeks. Oh my gosh! I actually set off my my uh, one of my Alexa devices. Two weeks. Up Some of the stuff I ordered because just yesterday I got in the mail uh, the 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 new locks for my front doors here. Yeah. Do I got to call a locksmith for that now? Like I got just two locks sitting on my. Put them in. Put them in how? What do you mean how? You replace the locks. You don't know how to do that? I don't know. I, ne- I always feel like I never get it. I never <laughs> you know what I have done in the past, and it doesn't line up with the hole. Oh, I hope you don't have that problem often. <laughs> oh, um, oh, almost everything I do. They should line up without problem. They really All should. Right. I mean, I, I changed. When we moved into this house, I changed the locks on all three entry doors, and yeah. I changed all the handles on all the doors in the bedrooms. It's really yeah, I, not that hard. I feel like, you know, I met the people who lived here before me. They're not coming back here to steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hassle? But you could take that tact. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> right. Like we, but I don't know that that's the smartest thing to do either. Right. Like what if someone who doesn't like them Has stole key. their key at some point? Or no, no, no. Not even if they stole the key. What if their sister or their brother or oh. one of the people in their family I, I would think you have a key to your parents house do you not? I do yeah right so you don't know who they gave the key to right they could have been giving keys out left and right dog walkers could be in a drunken stupor right and just think they're going to Mr. and Mrs. X's place right and then they walk in and find you and your farting dog <laughs> <laughs> my dog would gas them right out of here Jerry is he any better? Is she any better? She is feeling better. I Good. did. Um, I'm loading her. I'm giving her a modium AD. <laughs> so funny that you're a weekend and you already have to go to the vet and you got gas problems. <laughs> this is over. I went over the counter for this, Jerry. I didn't visit the vet for a farting dog. I can't. It's just like I can't call. I can't That's call. Because the pet insurance hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> cheapo. You can't go to the vet for a farting dog, and you cannot call a locksmith to just put two locks in. Uh, you can do both, actually, if you don't mind paying. I wonder how many times, like, of the percentage of the locksmith's day, he's just doing something like you said you could do that. Like, you could be a locksmith. No, 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 no. For Time old, out. like, old no, people no. have no idea how to put locks I in. I cannot be a locksmith. I said I can put a, a doorknob into a, in a, right. into a door frame. I can put, I can change well, the locks. Well, what else is a locksmith doing? Well, a locksmith will can pick a lock if you lock your keys inside your car. Oh, they can make different keys for you. They can copy the keys and do a lot of different things. I can't do any of that stuff. If locksmiths can get in any lock, they can be thieves. Yes, they could. Criminals. Yes, they could. Absolutely. Locksmiths. But back to the Amazon thing, though, yeah. real quick. So that's how this started. Yes. I ordered a couple of things, both of them, within three days. What the heck? Which I didn't think was bad. It's not over. It's not overnight next day. But I thought three days was fine. They must... Take me for a fool. Like, I just ordered something on Sunday, and I got the uh, shipment notice and delivery notice should be here today. No, I don't know what I'm ordering then. I'm ordering all these sorts of things I need for this new house, and it's always like, we'll be arriving July 3rd. July 3rd? (laughs) I can build it by July 3rd myself. That that was the funny thing with the toilet paper two months ago. (laughs) You go to Amazon, and you just expect it to be there the next day. Yeah. And in March or April, they're telling you, we're back ordered. We'll see you in August. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I think I think they've got that all figured out now. I saw yes. Brian Monzo tweet out a, a photo from his, the shop right he goes to. Yeah. It was like a heaven of toilet of paper products. I saw It was called stocked. I saw tons of paper towels, toilet paper. When I go to the store, Jerry, I see stacks and stacks of a Poland Spring water bottles. All these things that we hoarded are now readily available because people are already stocked up. And give him a little a prop because oh. Monzo has gotten Governor Phil Murphy on with Moose and Maggie oh. on 15 today. Uh-huh. How about That's that? That's a nice plug. Is he a mystery guest? Did you just give it away? No, it's 11.15. He announced it. Oh, an announced guest. <laughs> the mystery guest is at 1. <laughs> oh, I see. Every day at 1 o'clock. This is Phil Murphy. Can you imagine them trying to guess Phil Murphy? <laughs> Were you any films? <laughs> Did you play sports? No. 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 <laughs> Do you go to the Jersey Shore often? 
Jerry, Major League Baseball has asked uh, their highest paid I'm stars. I'm tired of Major League Baseball. i got to be honest. I'm th- This whole thing <laughs> is such a bunch of crap. And here's the thing, too. You know, if you're the NHL, boy, you talk about doing it right. Everything was quiet. They talked behind closed doors. Nobody leaked any nonsense. And at the end of the day, we have an announcement on Tuesday at 4.30 that you're going to want to tune into with our Return to Play initiative. That's how you do these negotiations. This Major League Baseball crap and nonsense has got to stop because basically the owners leaked out all their details about, woohoo, it's not a 50-50 split. This is going to be amazing. And then they give these play. Could you imagine... I am all for the prorated salaries. I really am. I get it. It's, you know, the idea that you need to be paid for the entire year, that's crap on the other side, like Blake Snell. Shut up. But if you're Mike Trout or Garrett Cole or one of these guys, I'm not saying you should be getting your $35 million to play 80 games. You shouldn't. But you should get your $17 million, not some nonsense that you're going to get your 17 then we're going to cut that in half. We'll give you 9 and be happy. Shut up. Really terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible in the words of Charles Barkley. Yeah, so I guess the biggest thing that came out of yesterday's thing was that their highest-paid players will take the biggest pay cuts. Which is, and I know they're making a lot of money. I understand, and that's going to be the fan being, oh, I don't have a job. You're not wrong. But it's also a major slap in the face to give a guy a contract for $35 million. You cut it in half because the games are in half. That's fine. You can't cut that in half, too. What is their reasoning? Like, So the uh, Garrett Cole, $36 million deal. If you cut that in half, like you said, seventeen million, but they're going to give him eight for the year. Yeah, I think I read seven point eight he would make for yeah. the eighty games. I mean, coming now, if you tell me that money will be, and I, I did not see this, and maybe I'm wrong. If you're going to tell me they're going to earn more, assuming a postseason does happen, that there's not a second wave of the virus, that's a little different, and maybe I missed that detail. I didn't see that, but to me. They're saying no fans in the stands half the season. We need to make up these losses, so we're coming to you because we don't want to take that much away from the guy that makes, let's say, only $900,000 a year. That's commendable. Okay, fine. But, boy, you're really asking them to eat a lot of salary. At least defer it. If you deferred it and paid them later when the times are right, at least you could live with that. And maybe that is part of the plan. Again, I didn't see these details were ridiculous what was coming out yesterday. Do you think the fans, Jerry, your regular run-of-the-mill fans like me, a big baseball fan, (laughs) do you think I should be annoyed at Garrett Cole for being upset about making only $8 million? It's an interesting question because I think three days ago, if you told me Garrett Cole is going to be annoyed making $17 million because because of half the season, I probably agree with you. At this point now, I wouldn't be annoyed because I don't think it's right. And I know, again, I know a lot of, I know there's 36 million people out of work. I understand that. But at the end of the day, they're basically negotiating for 23% of their salaries, what they're trying to make them take. And at some point, right is right. And that, to me, they've crossed the line. And New York Met pitcher and Long Islander, Marcus Stroman, says... I like, I like how, you, uh, how you titled him there. Yeah, because I like to let the, pe- the audience know, oh, he's like me, he's on Long Island. Yeah. He says not looking promising for a season. Oh, not if this is the mm. crap they're going to pull. Now, you can make the case it's just a, negotiating, a, no, a negotiation ploy. Fine. Yeah. Let's not make all this a damn public, though. Like like I said, the NHL did it right. What do you hear from the NBA, Al? Do you hear do you hear them? I just keep back hearing the Disneyland at some point. Right, and you hear that the players want to play, and they're going to figure it out. This is baseball stuff, and this has been going on for years and years and years. It makes you want to vomit, honestly. Just figure it out. It's millionaires and billionaires. Figure it out and stop. If they piss the fans off, Jerry, with this nonsense, when they do come back next year, like let's say they don't play this year, and they come back next year, they better allow steroids. Well. <laughs> Their guy, you're not the first person. Guess. I've only seen that a hundred different places so far. <laughs> I you will tell say, me, I'm, do you have generic comments? <laughs> I, <laughs> I generic. Will tell you, unlike last time. Now, the last time they had the strike in '94, uh, the lockout, whatever it was, in '94, yeah. when they canceled the World Series, they obviously had that. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. But you also had a summer where you were the main game in town. If you look at the way the seasons are now going to shift, and I'm not saying baseball wouldn't come back and they won't be popular, but I think it would be a I see. It would be a tougher road coming back because 
you're not going to have an NBA and an NHL season that is not going to start until December, and it's going to run through the summer, which is going to carry you right to football. Baseball better be careful. Better be careful here. Right when you they're right when you're competing against football, Jerry. Yeah, well, even that's but even basketball, one. Al. I'm number not one. Think about it. If you've got and I make your jokes fine. If you've got the NHL and NBA in the summer, that means every single night you're going to have games to compete with. Every night, not just two or three. Every night, be careful because they could be going down a rough road here. And kids love like kids like your kids' age. They love basketball more, right? Than they anything. Do. They do. You know what my kids like? They love the highlights of baseball. They don't really like watching. Right. I shouldn't say that. Matthew will sit down and watch every inning of every minute of every Met game. So that's not true. My little guy highlights only. But he'll watch basketball. Full games. And and hockey, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They like hockey and basketball for whatever reason more than the baseball. Well, we could split the audience up. Old people could watch baseball and the young people could watch the <laughs> NBA and Boomer and his friends could watch NHL hockey. <laughs> It's exactly right. It's a nice split. Then uh, football situation, D. Smith. What's his story now? He's the players. uh, He's on the players. D. Maurice Smith. D. Maurice Smith says the likelihood of playing in 2020 is at a 6 or 7 on a scale of 1 to 10. I didn't like that. That doesn't sound awesome. I want 8. But then you hear Stephen Ross say, we're playing. That's the owner of the Dolphins. Yes. So I think – as long as there's no second wave hitting, yeah. here's the question for football. It's the same thing that baseball is going to have with the playoffs. Football is going to start. Phil Murphy yesterday said New Jersey pro teams, go ahead, MLS, you want to start playing? Play. You know, the Giants and Jets can have training camp in their facilities now as long as they come back safely and in line with the way the NFL tells them to do it. The problem is what happens in October and November. Like, does the NFL finish their season? Is there another wave? God, I hope not, because the way we're going, it looks like we're almost over this thing. But that's the problem with the NFL. I don't think starting's a problem. I think they're going to start. They're going to play in front of nobody in August, and maybe they'll play in front of 20 or 30% of people in September. But then what happens when you get into the fall? That would be my concern. I wish uh, Phil Murphy would have broke that today on Moose and Maggie instead. Pro teams allowed? Yeah, give him something. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, he's got... A lot of people watching those press conferences every day. Just got to give them something. I'd always thought about that, like the the local politicians now that we know them. We're watching them on TV every day. I bet part of it they like, like ooh, like people are waiting to see what I have to say today. That's I, exciting. And then when all this goes away, it's going to be like no one cares about here, my press conferences now. Here's the problem with the daily press conference. So I watch Cuomo every single day because he comes on at eleven thirty, and I'm still working until noon. So. I watch him every day at 1130. He says the same thing every day. Right. Like same with Phil Murphy. Oh, my God. He, you know, Because he'll do, okay, hospital, he'll go like this. Hospitalizations, that's down. That's good news. That's really good news. You know, people <laughs> on ventilators, another down. That's good news. Really good news. Good news. Deaths. In this crazy world we're living in, sadly, this is good news that good we're news. down to 75, but it's 75 families that our heart breaks for. And I'm not mocking him. I'm saying that's what he says every right, day. Right, it's the same thing. So I feel like I'm watching the same press conference every day. He's been doing this thing with the mask. Why are the frontline people not getting sick at the rate of us? They're wearing masks. The mm. masks work. What's I mean, the deal? It's every, it's every day. With masks. <laughs> it's pretty funny that he says the same thing every day. I feel like I've watched. I just watch for the numbers now. I hope Moose gets in with some long questions and confuses them today. <laughs> you know who I want? You know what would have been better is if they could have got Gary Bettman on. Moose could have asked a fifty-second question, and Bettman could have given a six-minute answer. <laughs> could you imagine those two? Oh, Good yeah. night, Shut everybody. <laughs> long question, long answer. That's the segment. <laughs> he, I mean, he gave his, and I gotta find it. Bettman gave his answer about how the draft lottery is gonna work. Al, I have never been so confused in my adult life yeah. ever. <laughs> I don't like, need to know how the NHL draft lottery works. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there yelling at the TV. I'm like, stop talking. Stop. You're not making any sense. <laughs> he looks like that actor. What's the actor? Um... Gary Busey. No, no. Gary Busey looks like <laughs> Boomer. It's the other guy who I always – Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good look, one. They look just like one another. From The Usual Suspects. Yeah. The movie that I love that no one's seen. <laughs> Boy, that guy's career kind of – Got in trouble with well, some, some things. 
when you were accused of doing what he did, and I don't know right. that he didn't do them, that's a problem. Sounds like he did them. We got to take a break. There we go. Uh, on the other side, a couple more stories for you. Also, I watched uh, Life Below Zero yesterday. Oh, the Alaska show? I did, but someone on Twitter completely, you know, well. Ruined it for it's you? not real. Oh, Yeah, fake. he did. We'll talk about a couple of things, uh, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on The Fan. The Morning Warm-Up. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. That's right. <laughs> we take you to 6 o'clock. And then Boomer and Geo, then Al and I. Hey, do you remember, because this is sort of like reality TV, and I'm not talking about Life Below Zero. So you remember I've told you the story that when I used to play golf with my dad and my brother, we go on a trip every year. And the one time we went to uh, South Carolina, we came up to a hole, a par three, uh, over water, and you had to take the cart path over the bridge to get to the green. I remember I told you there was this monster crocodile that was sitting there. And we didn't know what to do because it was literally on the other side of the bridge, maybe 10 feet off the path. And the ranger comes up to us. He's like, you boys okay? We're like, yeah, but what do we do about him? He's like, oh, that's Charlie. He's not going to bother you. And he was a monster alligator. And so for some stupid reason, we took the guy's word for it. And everything was fine. But I do look back on that and think, like, what was I thinking to go past this alligator? Did you by any chance see the video of the two alligators on the South Carolina golf course that got locked into a fight on a green? They were fighting each other or golfers? No, they're they're fighting each other. You didn't, I guess you didn't I see did this. not see this. Dude, I would I'm love to see you, man, two alligators fight. I, I saw this yesterday. It is, I mean, you want to talk about reality TV. It is two alligators just locked up together, and it's just, oh, I mean, that's like, that's real. You never hear of an alligator eating a golfer, and yet they're all over the courses. You say South Carolina. When I lived in Florida, they're all over the Florida golf yeah. courses. Absolutely, all over the place. They well, must I, just be used to seeing golfers. I think that, and I also think in places that I've played that have that, they're pretty adamant about, hey, listen, if your ball goes in the water or if you're just off the water, leave it. Because if you get into their domain, be careful. They will eat you. I, well, They're not going to come into the sand trap to eat you, but if no. you go into the water, they may take your leg. Yeah, and you have seen professional golfers. They'll roll their pants up to their knees, and they'll go play a ball <laughs> out of a foot-deep you know, a, a type of water. I, I, I wouldn't chance it personally. I always wonder how alligators get there. So, like, they build a golf course, and they make a man-made, like, body of water to be a water trap. I th- and I then a gator goes walk. in there. I think they probably walk there. From where? Like, I don't the, think they're a lake? <laughs> You don't think they dropped them in as like, we'll put a sand trap here, we'll put a water hazard here, we'll put an alligator in that water hazard. Here's what I think. I think at night when the sun goes down, we have no idea what the hell is going on. Absolutely. We have a raccoon now that's living somewhere in the neighborhood that we saw at dusk the other night. It was probably a little later than that, actually, that we saw walking on the top of the fence that was probably a hundred feet away from us, and you would have thought my wife saw a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> she well, bolted inside so fast. They're I rabid. Said, well, not well, not at night. During the day, they are. Like if they come out during the day, that's when they say be careful. If they're out I at t- night, that's when they're supposed to be out. I'll tell you where it's living, Jerry. In your sewer. That's where probably, raccoons live. Probably. And nature doesn't want it that way. Nature doesn't want raccoons living in the sewer. What does nature want? Well, like a raccoon would live in a tree in the woods. Well, this one could be in a tree, actually, in a hollow tree. Very possible. I had one time when I was living in Colonia, New Jersey. I was coming back home, uh, walking from a friend's house, and there were there was a raccoon poking his head out of the sewer right Ooh. in front of my house. I didn't know what do I do here. You drive right by it. Well, I was walking. Ew. Yeah, I wouldn't go near it. I waited him out. You ever see those things slide into the sewers? They're, oh, they're yeah, it's gross. A, raccoons are the the worst animals. But see, this is why I don't understand people. I mean, you do what you want, and I'm not criticizing. I guess I just don't get it. Like, if you have a cat as a pet and you allow it outside, like, what the hell is it running into? Oh, everything, Jerry. Cats fight every animal. Right, and then you allow it back in. Raccoons. Like, what is it bringing into the house? And I guess if you don't Rabies. have any other pets or kids, it's fine, I suppose. Right. Kids and pets. So that's that's why I've never been uh, too into that whole idea. About Doesn't having work. a raccoon. You never had cats, did you? No. Just Allergic, the dog. Thank God. Yeah, I'm a big dog guy, Jerry. Hmm. 
big dog just, guy. Just dogs and raccoons. Me and uh, <laughs> my, my families had growing up. <laughs> Both always at the same time. Always a one dog, one raccoon. <laughs> it's funny. Jerry, Iowa State has decided that when they play f- college football this season, they're going to set their attendance at thirty thousand per game. It's a good for their home games. That's a, seems like I'm hold? very high. Uh, hold sixty one thousand. So I did a little math on that, Jerry. That it seems seem like, like every other seat. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> that doesn't seem like proper spacing it out. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Like 30,000 no. sounds like a lot because baseball normally gets 30,000 people yeah, to a game. I would say so. If you told me that the stadium held 90, yeah, that makes more sense to me. 30 out of 60. Eesh. I do love the idea of a forced open seat next to you. Oh, absolutely. Well, Th- but here's the thing, though. Is it going to be an open seat, or if you show up with your family, you can sit with your family? Like, if I go with my oh, wife I know and kids to a I game, see what you're saying. am I going to take up eight seats? Or can we sit four together and then give me two seats on each side oh, to space out? That I like. Yes, I bet you you could do that. You Boy, know that's going to be so confusing. You know who's going to have the toughest job in all of uh, <laughs> sports coming up in the fall? Who's that? <laughs> the ticket guys. The ushers. Uh, sir, you're no too close, too close. I need a space here. I need two spaces there. Could you? What the hell are they going to have to go through? What if Brian Monzo goes with his family? All twelve of you? <laughs> they live? get a whole section. <laughs> <laughs> you all live in the same house? The Monzo family. You guys get section fourteen. Yeah, I remember one time I had tickets to a Keith Urban concert at the Barclay Center. Yeah, I won them at a charity event. And I had four tickets, and uh, me and Gina were going, and we couldn't find at the time anyone to go with us. Hmm. So I said, you know what? I go, let's take the four tickets. That way, we'll sit in the middle two seats. That way, we have a cushion on each side of us. It was beautiful. Like, it was so great having a cushion. Having space. Right. I actually started thinking, like, is it a waste of money to buy the seat next to me at a concert? Just so I don't. How about on a plane? Or on a plane. My brother does that. My brother's <laughs> my brother's a bigger guy. He's not, you know, enormous, but he's bigger than I am. And he just they don't give you much room, so he buys two seats. Now, See, if, if it pays to to upgrade to first class or business class, yeah. he'll do that. But let's say, you know, he's running into situations where first class tickets two grand and you can get a ticket in coach for two thirty. He'll right. buy he'll buy two seats in coach. I like that idea. Yeah. But then he feels guilty when he sees people on standby. <laughs> no, well, he bought his ticket. He did, absolutely. He At paid. the end of the day, he paid for the extra space. Yeah. But he does feel guilty about that. Breathing space. And that doesn't happen often, but you do have standby from time to time, and people are trying to get where they need to go, and you just you feel bad about it. But yeah, like yeah. If, I was, if I was rich, would I rather sit in first class? First class. Or would I rather have two full rows of just me. No, you know why like first that way me, the person in front of me can't lean back on me because I bought their seat. I like first class because A, on first, off first. B, you never have to worry about space above you, ever. I don't care about the food or any of that. And it's just, even if you're reclining, there's just room. Plus, if you're in first class, when you board first and people are coming on, you could look at them with disgust when they go to <laughs> yes. coach. Yes, you can. <laughs> I, made, I made the mistake when we went to, when we went to Arizona. I guess it was two years ago now, and I did first class going there just for poops and giggles. I figured, poops why not? Poops and giggles. Yeah, and my little guy had just a blast. I mean, he's eating steak. He had so much fun. And then when we went back on coach, he's like, "Why are we not sitting there? What is this? What is this?" <laughs> I said, "No, no, that was that was just fun for one time." He goes, oh, "We don't get to do that every time." No, yeah, we do not. It ruined you. It's like when Eddie asked the one time if we were going to fly private <laughs> when Boomer was taking us to like a boxing match or something. We're flying yeah. private. If not, not going. Right? Which uh, which jet are we taking? Yeah, yeah it's called uh, Delta. All right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, the Delta. I don't know. We love Getty. Delta, but that's not private. Got to go to the airport. We are spoiled. I mean, really think about how spoiled we are. Well, people are like that when they get to like they'll go to a game like in a they'll go to like a jet game in in a luxury box like their their company or somebody invites them in luxury. Then it's like I'm not gonna go sit in the regular seats. <laughs> what am I, some sort of animal? <laughs> you got to worry about the elements and the sun and the rain. I know, Jerry. I'm gonna. This is a category called Do We Care. Okay, well, I like this. This is almost do, like buzz, no buzz. Okay, but it's only one topic. Do we care? 
Buzzard usually one topic too. Yeah. It seems like when I read the story, when I read the headline, it seems like I should care, but I don't think I do care. All right. Okay. Two trained horses trained by Bob Baffert, including a Belmont contender, failed drug tests. Now, what type of drugs did they fail for? Cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) That would be something I'd like to see. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Horse tranquilizers. Yeah, some sort of performance-enhancing drug. I mean, it, it will call into question probably a lot of what he's done. Yeah. I, I I agree with you. That's probably something we really should care about. At the end of the day, though, with what's going on in the world, I, I don't care. I don't. It's like the whole Lance Armstrong thing. It's like, I care, but then at the end of the day, as you say, it's it's French bicycling. <laughs> French bicycling. <laughs> it's like this Bob Baffert guy. He's very well respected in the racing community. Oh, I'm very sure. much so. Uh, maybe you know Moose probably bets on it. Moose has a horse racing on in his house all day long. A dedicated like he could go TV. off on this today. Yeah, yeah, he might be upset. Mike might be very upset about this today. Mike's got to get Bob Baffert on. Yeah, Explain yourself, Mister Baffert. Like a horse racing to me, is, and I've n- I've just never. I got to be careful. I don't want to say cared. That's not true. I've just never been all that interested. In like the Preakness and the Belmont and the Kentucky Dare. It's a it's a ninety second race that people wager on. I'm not saying it's not fun and I'm not saying the horses aren't spectacular. They are. But I've just never it's never got me. Like I've never to me, I enjoy a day at Monmouth Park as much as I would enjoy watching the Preakness on TV because I'm not there. I'm like, all right. Whatever. I do like the Kentucky Derby because it is only ninety seconds, like you said. Right, but the, the show, it's almost like the Super Bowl now. The show's four hours leading yeah. up to a 90-second race. At least the game for the for the Super Bowl is three hours. Right. I mean, honestly, I mean, how many how many people can we see in a fedora and in the stupid hats? What You know? Oh, look, there's Tom with Brady a, and Gronk. Great. Now they'll with, be in Vegas later. With a mint julep. Right. What was amazing, though, for this story, it was uh, about Bob Baffert. They had a photo of him in a covid mask like a regular like a face mask because of covid 19 right i was like wow they got they got it that is an updated photo well you know you say that and my wife pointed this out it's gotta be a month ago you talk about updates how about the commercials how fast companies yes. updated their <laughs> commercials and got them on tv right so right, radio commercial. You you go in a studio, you bang it out. The TV, it's like you got to hire actors. You got to get all the production, production crew. Got to edit it. But you know what I think? I think the work that you can do now on these smartphones and tablets has made everything so damn simple on that the they can yeah that they can just oh look at this New Jersey Turnpike toll hikes come and on and Parkway I saw really twenty five percent or more oh god it's unbelievable can we just stay home. All right, we have to take a break. Well, they're losing uh, all the money because we're not. Guess what? Guess what? Turnpike and Parkway. We're never going back to work. We'll yeah. never be on your roads again. Except that we are, and we're the ones that are screwed. Mm. Okay, then. Quick break. Back in a moment. The warm-up show on the fan. Just yeah. like Elastic, we've elongated the warm-up show. Al and Jerry. <laughs> That's right. All right. It's a Wednesday morning with the elongated elastic warm-up show. Uh, can I give you an update, Al? Oh, yeah. Because I do like to update a story that we discuss here on the warm-up show. Maybe the podcast. I have no idea. Do you remember about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and it even even Boomer and, and G were talking about it, too. Remember the murder hornets in Washington? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were going to be a big story. Then we forgot about them. You know why we forgot about them? They have not been seen since. Since we talked about them? Since they were a story and they were discovered in the state of Washington. There have been no sightings of them since. So my question to you is, did the grasshoppers take care of them? Or are they basically getting together and it's going to be an all-out attack? Maybe it was like when a criminal sees himself on the news and they're like, oh man, we got to like <laughs> get to another part of town. <laughs> so maybe they're in San Francisco soon. So the word was that grasshoppers could eat them? Uh, maybe, was it grasshoppers no, or it was a praying, praying, mantis. praying mantis? That's what it was. Yeah, there's the not praying enough. Praying mantis just dismantled the, oh, the bee. I would love to see that in the UFC fight, opening fight, praying mantis versus a, uh, a murder hornet. Speaking of fight, real quick, when you get a minute on the next break, remember Joe Thomas from the Browns? Yes. 
Okay. I believe we had him in studio. Is that possible? Yes, I think you did. We did. Now yes. he was a he was a lineman. He was a bigger guy. Now he's lost weight, as you can imagine, because he stopped playing. I think because of back injuries. I forget why exactly, but he retired, probably younger than he had to. He's now doing. I'm trying to think what the name of the show is. I think it's called the Titan Games that The Rock does. Okay. You have to see what he looks like now. He looks more in more in shape, more fit, and more jacked now than when he was an NFL player. I just prefer when my fat offensive linemen get super thin, like yeah, not like, jacked, like Sean O'Hara. Yeah, him? yeah, yeah, like Sean O'Hara. He like lost a human, and he looks <laughs> looks amazing. Yeah, I just like a nice thin former lineman, not I muscular. Nick, Nick Mangold was like that. Nick Mangold, he still seems like a big, you know. You remember Nate Newton from the Cowboys? I do. Now I know he had his his issues off the field, but um, when when he retired, but he was like three fit. I don't remember. I was three fit. He was a big guy. Let's say he went three twenty five when he played for the Cowboys. Three fifty. He, I think he was down to like one eighty. That last check. <laughs> that sounds impossible. Uh, yes, but I think Nate a Newton. the surgery. I think he had oh. some of the surgery to help out, but then after that, there's still a lot of work he got to do, and he's in shape. And I think he was. I think he really lost one hundred and fifty pounds. I know that stomach stapling or rubber band thing they put in your stomach is a somewhat rare surgery. I know like four guys that have had it. I don't think it's rare anymore. I think it's almost common. Uh, not common. It's not rare anymore. I think a lot of people try it. I remember one of the guys, the first guy that had it was this guy, Billy, that used to work on the Ron and Fez show with us. And he used to, uh, he had his stomach. He, I, I don't know if it was, yeah, it was stapled because we used to call him Billy Staples after that. <laughs> <laughs> but after he had his stomach stable, like he would eat one chicken wing and feel and feel full. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they've basically suppressed your appetite by closing up your, your capability of what you can hold. Right. Could you imagine that though? You go from eating everything in sight to no, I'm good. I'm good with this one wing. You walk up to you drive up to McDonald's. I get a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> How Six much piece for one nugget? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be something on the 50-cent meal, no? Yeah, absolutely. 50-cent menu, rather. <laughs> Jerry, a Michael Jordan uh, game-worn 97 Bulls uniform sold for $288,000. Cool. Was that for I charity? I always wonder. Yeah, prob- well, you know what? <laughs> they write him a check. It's for the children. Because <laughs> the whole thing here with Isaiah Thomas now, it's like, now this. Okay. Right. I hope it's for charity. I always wonder where they get these things from. Like I would wh- think why doesn't but why doesn't he have his ninety seven? Kind of like how the alligator uniform. got to the lake. He probably walked there, just walked there and uh, had it, and uh, now someone's done. You know, with with me moving, Jerry, I have all of these items in my closet. Why don't you try selling it? Well, here's what I'm here's what I wonder what to do with. I've got like Devils jerseys with my name on it, Nets jerseys with my name on it. I think it. you could make money for charity. I why? sold, if you remember. Um, we had a Boomer and Carton softball jersey. Yes. The, I think it was the one that we did the great benefit for the cops at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, you sold that? on For charity. Oh, charity. And I want to say we got almost $1,000 for it. Because, like, what are we? What am I doing with? I'm never going to wear a devil's jersey with my name on the back of it. So try and sell it for charity. You can't You can't sell it for profit. But if you sell it and you give it <laughs> to Boomer's charity. Why I mean, can't I sell it for profit, Jerry? I guess you can. Oh, you what, you could, Al. You what just if I look say, like a total fool. <laughs> you can. What if right. I say, I'm selling this because I want to have a steak dinner tonight? Go go for it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I actually hope you do it. Men, do me a favor. Sell it on Twitter. <laughs> and Al, here, here's to increase the value by wearing it in the studio Ooh. for a show. Okay. It'll be on camera. You have proof. And it'll be an official <laughs> studio-worn shirt. Okay. A studio show worn shirt by Alex. Right. Which would be most valuable? A Devils jersey with my name on the bag, a Nets jersey with my name on the bag, or a Red Bulls jersey. I with think my the wow. Devils one because hockey jersey. <laughs> no, no, enough with you idiots. Uh, the the Devil one because a hockey jersey is a bigger jersey, and I think it's they're more nicer expensive. too. Yeah, it was, it, it, and it's like a real jersey. Yeah, the basketball one. Um, oh, the basketball one might be a real jersey too. But and those are very tight. Those basketball ones. So oh, you got one of those tight fitting ones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for you to say that, good lord. Like I was in the uh, NBA the, in the seventies. It was like they gave you a child size. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mo. Well, good news. A big auction might be coming up, but to benefit my steak dinner coming no, up in the future for charity. It's a Jerry, bad idea, dude. Jerry, we lost a great actor at the age of eighty-seven. I don't know who this is. <laughs> Richard Hurd. 
who played Mr. Wilhelm on Seinfeld. And who is Mr. Wilhelm? Why do Mr. I not? Mr. Wilhelm was when George Costanza worked for the Yankees as the assistant oh, to the traveling secretary. Mr. Wilhelm was his boss. Yep, I know who that is. Oh, he I'm sorry was, to hear that. He was the liaison between George and Mr. Steinbrenner. Right, 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 right. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, does that make you upset? Well, it makes me feel older. I don't like when when the people pass. Although he seemed in, like an older gentleman on those shows, which were happening in the '90s. Yes. And, you know, we're now in 2020. Last I checked, that's a long ways away. It is a long ways away. That's like why when the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond passed away, uh, the dad, right, just recently. It's yeah. Like, oh man, really. Um, and then you had uh, George's father passed away from the King of Queens. Oh yes, and Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you kind of just have this image of them as still being like that and still being vibrant and spry. And then you realize, wow, those shows were long time, long time ago. ago. They were kind of older then. But he, this uh, actor Richard Hurd, falls into a category that happens with anybody to me who appeared on Seinfeld, no matter how small of a role. Mm-hmm. I always see them as that. Character, yes. No matter yeah. what, no matter what they're in, they well, could like be the, a. It's like the curse of the success. They could be like a serious dramatic actor, right? Like the soup Nazi can't do anything else. No, I mean that's what he is now. I mean it's just kind of, you know, he's the you, soup Nazi. Yeah, you kind of live that life. It was, it's even like I was watching something where they were talking about um, what's the guy's name, Joey from Friends, Matt LeBlanc. Is that his name? Matt LeBlanc. Like how he's done relatively well, and he's had a couple of different series that have yes. done okay not great but they've done okay jennifer aniston has done okay but none of them have taken off since friends because you look at them as who they are right now you know who has done well is um elaine bennis louis julie louis dreyfus she's done well and that's a tough one because uh you i to me see i've never watched veep people love that show Veep, right but to me i'm always looking at elaine bennis yeah, well, she's. I think she's kind of gotten past that a little bit. No, you can't, but I think her success away from Seinfeld has proven that out. I suppose so. Which I mean, is a good thing, because you know what? You don't want to be... It's almost like you feel bad for the great band. We always talk about this. That gets trapped in the show by always playing the hits, and they can. no one wants to hear their new music. Got to play the hits, Jerry. Until the music becomes a hit. <laughs> yeah, I saw like that The Who were putting out a new record. It's like, oh my God, that means if I go to see The Who, they're going to play some new songs. Yeah, that's right. There was a concert on Axis, which I talk about a lot. Love the channel. It's tremendous. I think it was Alanis Morissette, and I thought it was going to be Jagged Little Pill. I thought that's what I was watching. And she did play some of that stuff, but a lot of it was new music. I'm like, all right, I can't take this. Like, I don't, I don't know this. And it's, to me, you can be Alanis Morissette or you can be... Alana Miles. It doesn't matter to me because I don't know the music. Alana Miles, Black Velvet. Yeah. Get Black it? I was just Velvet. just comparing the two. I see. The names were similar. Very similar. Like, cause for her, you would watch it. You know that one song, and you know nothing else. That's a tough concert to go to. <laughs> Do you think? Like, who old? decides when you become a headline act? Is it like albums sold? Is it hits? Is it your following? Because like a band All like of Fish, those. like Fish does not have any big hits commercially. But their following is ridiculous. They're like Grateful Dead, weed people. The key is, is, Jerry, you've you've got to reach the weed people because weed people are very dedicated to their bands. You think you can reach weed people? (laughs) I wish I could reach the weed people. (laughs) Weed, weed, weed. Weed, weed. (laughs) We're going to be singing about weed. We're going to be smoking weed. (laughs) I did see another article about weed helping people with coronavirus. Of course, right. It cures everything. Weed. (laughs) Weed and CBD oil cures everything. I do like the CBD oil. I can't. I'm not going to lie. I take the pills. I was considering giving my dog CBD oil. For what? The gas? No, no. Because I like when I leave, she whines. <laughs> so time out. So you're going to give the dog CBD oil, but you won't take it. <laughs> so you're just testing it out on the dog. <laughs> Let me see how she. What you don't mellow. know. Here's what you don't know. When Gina cooks on the weekend, she's lacing it with CBD. Oil. Lacing my food with weed. <laughs> weed, weed, weed. To make sure you loosen up, you tight mm-hmm. ass. <laughs> and, I, go ahead. And more sad news, Jerry. Yeah. The Copacabana nightclub. I thought they were closed already. I got to be saying honest. goodbye after 80 years. Now that's where in Miami or in Cuba? Where is that? Let me sing the song to figure out where <laughs> you it even is. Know where it is. <laughs> oh, Al, you remember this? It's Capo. Chris He's Capuano Capuano. Hey. Doesn't lick his hands like some wacko. Oh, 
it's Capo. Chris Capuano. Pitching's his passion and winnings in fashion with Capo. Chris Capuano. You know what's so funny about that is, and not to change the subject totally, but I was outside yesterday doing work in the yard, and I have no idea why. All I could, all that was running through my head was, we dropped DeGrom on you. <laughs> we dropped DeGrom on you, baby. I don't know why. I couldn't get out of my head, and for no reason. Like, he wasn't a story. I didn't read anything about him. I didn't hear his name. I was in the shed, and all of a sudden, like, we dropped DeGrom on you. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know where that came from. Stuck oh, in your head. God. we got to take a break. When oh. we come back, one more story, and then the big show, Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Hi, welcome back. We did get some uh, good news yesterday from the world of hockey. It looks like the NBA's in a good way. MLB, who the hell knows? What else you got, Al? I saw a video online. I think TMZ had it of a a, a person with their pet python. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny <laughs> you mention that because I saw it on the show sheet, and I actually made a note to go watch it, and I didn't see it. The python wrapped around the owner's arm and leg and was biting them and squeezing them. Didn't kill him though. Didn't kill him. I don't. I would never want a pet that could kill me. Yeah, no, me neither. I'm. I'm good. I'll pass. Although like, your dog could. No, if it came down to it, and your cats attacked you, you would win that fight. A cat, yes. Yeah. Your dog, I don't know. This dog, I could. Like a pit bull, could definitely beat me up. Imagine when she goes right after your private area. <laughs> well, that's the thing. These dogs. What are you gonna do if these dogs knew? I think dogs do know that. Yeah, but maybe. Oh, man, I keep turning on my Alexa. I don't know Why? how. Like, I don't know. This thing just starts answering questions I haven't asked it. You know what it is? It's the other owners. Probably a ghost. <laughs> or a ghost in my place. And what else do I have here, Jerry? Oh, this I like. This oh, new that was study. The Python? Okay. Yeah, just go go watch it. Google it. <laughs> Google Python attacks owner. Have a Get your Wednesday off to a terrific start. Have a laugh. Have a good laugh as an owner gets mauled. What do you do with a python anyway? Oh, God. What else? I always see snake guy, though, on the boardwalk, the Jersey Shore boardwalk. There's always one guy with, like, a snake Chicks around his neck. Chicks dig the snake. <laughs> yes. Like, it's always a, there's a guys who go out with a bird on their shoulder, a snake around their shoulder. Yeah, but the guy with the bird on his shoulder is a weirdo. The guy with the snake is, is a weirdo. Guy. Also. No. Well, yes, <laughs> no. he is, but he's looked as Turn like me on, guy. Alexa. Wake up with the expanded warm-up show with Al and Jerry from 5 to 6 a.m. 